welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and it's great to have you here with us today. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you enjoy it. So let's jump straight into today's show. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Eleanor. Thank you, Anthony, for having me here today. It's an absolute pleasure. I have been looking forward to this. As you know, I've been hounding you on Instagram <laughs> to come <laughs> on the podcast. So I'm really happy to uh, to have this, you know, this opportunity to talk to you about the Amazon salon and uh, not just about that, but about you and and uh, and hairdressing and your business and you know all things that come with it. So um, let's just start off with um, why. Well, how I always start my podcast is I sort of get my guests to introduce themselves. So you know, and to talk a little bit about their background, just a quick sort of introduction. So who is Eleanor Lavagni? Uh, just give us your sort of you know two or three minute backstory, and then we can dig into that? Um, well, Alana Lovani is a mother, a wife, um, and a friend, first of all. Um, I'm a business owner, and um, I work in this wonderful industry, which is hairdressing. I am the owner of um, Neville Heroine Beauty, which is located in Belgravia in London. And uh, I also own a salon in the Bulgari Hotel in London, and I have opened the first ever in the world Amazon salons. Um, we opened on the on a soft launch on the twentieth um, of April, and we opened to the public on the twentieth of May. So it's really really fresh. Right. Fantastic. Great. So, uh, first of all, I want to apologize for mispronouncing your surname. Um, I, I don't have your beautiful Italian accent, so my, my apologies for that. I cannot uh, shift this Italian accent. Yeah. So, okay. So here we are at the time of recording where at the beginning of June, you've only just been open, which is fantastic. Uh, were you surprised when the media sort of announcement about the Amazon salon opening, were you surprised that the amount of publicity on social media, on you know, on Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, uh, in the press, there was so much talk about it. Did that did that surprise you? Um, yes and no. Uh, yes, to the point that I wasn't expecting so much um, opinion flying around, mm. and uh, no, because. Uh, you know, when something like this enter your industry, you 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 worry. You you if you don't know what's going on, you make uh, you know you have ideas which they're completely incorrect. By the way, mm. but you have this idea, and um, and you tend to run with it. I think people people felt scared and um, and people felt. Uh, threaten on a very delicate situation which is just coming out of pre you know post-covid so i i do sympathize with the feeling even if there could have been a little bit less aggressive but um i do sympathize with people and i don't feel any you know any anger or any upset um i have a perfect reason solution 
and reason why we did this. And um, I, I still believe that the Amazon salon, it's a, it's a great thing for the industry. Mm, okay. Yeah, you're right. There was, um, you know, a lot of misinformation. Uh, and I listened and watched and read a lot of stuff about it in, in the trade sort of media, the, the public, um, you know, the general press wasn't negative about it. They were just sort of stating the facts based on the press release pretty much. But as you just said, when people don't know the facts, they start to, they start to make up their own version of reality based on fear often. Uh, and it was interesting though, what I found because I listened to a lot of people on Clubhouse talking about it, um, and there was so much misinformation, but they sort of eventually, as a generalisation, they talked it through and they came out the other end of it with a degree of acceptance and not feeling, you know, so negative about it. I thought that was a really, you know, sort of interesting process that people went through as they sort of talked it through and through and through. And, and God knows there was so many uh, clubhouse rooms that were talking about the Amazon salon. Uh, was that your experience that, that people sort of, you know, gradually came around to not being so afraid of it? Well, I only listened at the beginning and after I didn't, I, I chose not to. Um, you know, the Amazon salons is, is a place where um, it's, a, it's a hope. The reason why I got involved, and let me explain this because maybe it will be easier for you to understand the pros my, my thought process of getting involved. You know, I was approached at the end of 2018. So it wasn't something that came out during uh, the, uh, the pandemic because they wanted to hurt the industry. It was some, absolutely. But at the end of 2018, I started to feel a little bit twitchy uh, generally because there was I couldn't see any of the press or any of the brands or anyone helping clients walking back to the salon. I could see there was this divider um, of people um, wanted to kind of leave the salon. There was, uh, you know, in, in the beginning of the 90s, everybody was supposed to be a session stylist. And on, in, in, in the 2000s, everybody was a coach. And after he was an educator, and after everybody wants to be self-employed, it opens studios. Everybody seems to be kind of moving from something where the, the, the hub of the salons. So I started to feel a little bit fidgety and I started asking questions and I, and I spoke to brands, and, um, but nobody had an answer how to bring clients back into the salon. What can we do that is so different that will bring people back into our chairs? And um, when the, the Amazon um, opportunity came along and for me, I had this kind of eureka moment where I saw, yes, this is the way where we can actually take people out of the living room chairs into my chairs in the salon with something that is interesting, with something that it's a, it's a point of, um, of discussion. You know, just having, you know, we have this uh, screen, which is augmented reality, where you see the clients in front of this, um, uh, this screen where you speak to the clients about hair, hair color, different type of, of hair techniques. And it's not just what you see, it's the conversation. The conversation can be moved along different type of way. You could, you could speak about color, you could speak about, um, about products, you could speak about lifestyle, you could speak about everything. You know, that little, that little uh, screen in the salons that you can have actually create a communication between a client 
and um, the stylist, which is which is you know physical two people together doesn't have to be you know on a on a zoom call or doing a virtual consultation it's actually you sitting there with your clients you can discuss things with your clients and that to me um having this this conversation actually understand what the clients wants is uh, is was an incredible an incredible opportunity also at the amazon salons we have the a qr code so people come in we finish our services with um advising clients on uh, on buying products and the product sitting on the shelf we have a qr code the qr code gets scanned and people buy purchase that products through the amazon account into prime into their home you know one thing i've noticed again prior pandemic and i don't know if anybody's noticed same things is that people don't buy as much products but they do not buy products because they don't want to buy products is because the lifestyle so for example a woman comes to the salon before she wants to go out for a, for a date or for dinner the last thing she wants to do is bring in products back into you know for a night out a little bag with the shampoo and conditioner so what mm. do you do you don't buy them and you think i'm going to buy them next time next time you're going to the hairdresser you're going to the hairdresser because there is some kind of other event or something else so you always end up leaving the products in the salon not buying them mm-hmm. and you know at the end of the day when the clients doesn't buy the products it doesn't damage the the clients but it damages the work that we've been done for three hours you know mm-hmm. when you don't a full set of highlights and you do a pure color change and the clients goes and uses a different shampoo that is not the right one for the service that you are provide you undermine and undervalue your own work you know and you know when you buy a pair of shoes for example you go and buy a pair of shoes and depends how much the shoes cost you buy the right polish but you're not doing it with the hair the hair seems to be something like oh you could go to boots and buy something in boots and make it work mm. so okay. in this way it protects your job as a hairdresser yeah okay uh wow there's so much to dig into here um let's just go right back to the first bit about the name of the salon it's called the amazon salon is it it's, yes. it's not right okay all right and and how did it how did it come about did someone approach you or like yeah. how did, how did that work but somebody came along and asked me if I if I would have been interested on in something this way we spoke we had a quite few meeting at the beginning I wasn't I wasn't worried you know like everyone else you know I was thinking you know is it going to be the right things is not going to be the right things and after I realized that you know we all have to gain out of this Uh, as mm. as a salon because remember I still have Neville you know I still have my own salons it's not that I'm just doing one thing and as much as you can understand I need to protect my own my own salon um like everyone else out there and um you know already I had problems with uh, um clients um uh, finding products in Amazon much um less expensive than what I could sell in the salon so already I was trying to um change the way we we sell products for example and never we only sell products that you cannot buy online anywhere else the rest of the products that the clients might need you could buy them on our website by an affiliate with amazon so i give my clients the best price that the clients could get and the products that they cannot buy anywhere else they could buy physically in store with us 
Um, but, you know, you have to be, the problem is, and this is always this will be the problem we spoke to, I spoke to you a little bit before about this. Since I started to work in the hairdressing, a salon always made a choice in this way. You choose the product company that give you the best discounts, the best price. So you choose the product company from the best price. Then you choose the services that this product company is allowed to, to do. Then you choose the hairdresser. And then you sell your products and your hairdresser to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Now we need to start going backwards. Amazon teaches us that we need to go backwards on the way that clients come first, what the clients need, the treatments that the clients need, how they need to be done and how they need to be uh, sold to them. Then we have the hairdresser that is able to provide all these different services. So the product line, so a salon to be able to offer every clients out there what they need, we need to be multi-branded. We cannot be single-branded anymore. And on this, providing the clients what the clients need, because as we know, there are some products that are perfect for highlights. There are some products that are perfect for uh, a, a bronze, ombre, ombre, balayage, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Other products, we need henna. We need to work with the right henna. You know, all different brands have their strengths. So we need to use whatever it is we need to give the clients what the clients want. The clients in the center of our universe. Not ourselves, not the brand, not anyone else. If we start from the clients, we will have a business that will be, you know, have longevity in the future because we need to be very much listening to, to, what, to what they need. And I do believe a salon from now on, the salons of the future need to be multi-branded. Okay. There is, there is no way around it. So, so what brands do you carry? I, I thought that you did only carry the one brand in the Amazon. At the moment, is it a multi-branded? At the, at the moment, we carry one brand. Yeah. At the moment. But well, that will you know, change. Yeah. You know, you know, definitely it's changing on level. Yeah. Completely. You know, it's um the world. The world is changing as right. much as the brands trying to close us in. And they are taking, they taking, they are trying to take over all what we do. You know, branding that are that are very interested in digital, on selling digitally. That's what they're interested in. Salons are, are we are just an extension of the digital work with our, you know, with all um, with all our Instagramming things. We just promoted them for free every day. They charge us for what they do but we're promoting them for free every day. You know, it's like the amount of publicity that we give to these brands every day is, 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 is incredible. You know, yeah. we are the biggest advocates. So, so you've got two salons. One of them is called Neville, uh, which yeah. is a very high-end uh, luxury salon and a very, you know, high-end luxurious part of London. Yeah. And then you've got the Amazon salon in Spitalfields, which is a very different sort of area it's a very different yeah. part of london it's very cool and uh you know it's got it's got a great it's great i mean i love it there a lot of people love that part of east london um do what i'm asking you is do the two salons have the same target market or are they focused on a completely different market completely different markets 
Right. Okay. Completely different things. In in the same week that we open up the um, uh, Amazon salon, we also open up a pop up um, blow dry bar with Anya Handmarch, which is um, one of the most chicest um, designer in London. So mm. we basically we we did the same things. We did uh, we did uh, the very boutique, um, very very exclusive blow dry. Um, experience and at the same time we open up the Amazon salons with all the technology with super modern super mm. super cool um, at the other side and in the middle we had we have Neville with established um, clientele the, the way we work the way we do things is very it, it, it's 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 very constant and it's very consistent yeah um, okay so so why did you know in your initial conversations with Amazon why did they want to open a salon? I think I, I think you know it's um, they wanted uh, they wanted help us on uh, you know the idea was try to see how the industry how they could help the industry you know what they've done here is also you, what you need to think the technology that is inside Amazon at the moment was a pre-existing technology we need we didn't need a tech company to open something like this our our product product company should have helped us to do something like this, but they didn't. So we had a, a, a major technology company that came in and shows us how we could move in the, 20, you know, in the 21st century mm. and give us the, a more um, interesting way of, of doing our job every day. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I've, uh, I've not used it, but that was one of the things I was going to ask you about was, you know what is the technology, and and because I, I'm not seeing any technology that wasn't already available in some shape or form. So like all the virtual reality, you know, augmented reality stuff. Um, I know that L'Oreal had a product, or they bought a company called Modiface. Um, I don't know how many years ago, three, four, five years ago, 2018. Right. So all of that sort of technology from Modiface was already available through 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 Matrix and through L'Oreal and, you know, different companies out there. So it's not new, is it, that that sort of technology to sort of see that virtual reality and see what this colour will look like on you before you have it done and all that sort of stuff? Yes. It's the, the things, what they say, the things are not new. The new is that somebody put them all together into one place. Okay. And that yeah. is the clever part of it. Yeah. The clever part of it that somebody actually sat there and thought what would make the customer experience more interesting on coming into hairdressing salons. So they use whatever was pre-existing and make the the salons of, of the new salons of, of, of the new generation. You know, we we ourselves have been a hairdresser, been in this, you know, myself, been in the shop every single day for 20 years. I, I would never been able to think about something like that. Um, a product company that owned this uh, kind of technology that never suggested us to have it. And all of a sudden, we have this amazing tech company with the, <laughs> I, I had to say, you know, the people that work there, they're so clever, mm. so incredibly clever and hardworking and yeah. innovative. And, you know, it's, it's incredible. I have my team that not only, for example, gets an incredible wage, but also they have health insurance. 
um, you know, it's um, they they looking after every single part of, of of the working life. You know, there is a hairdresser that has a break for their lunch. You know, I don't think I actually have it give it give my team a break for for lunch. <laughs> um, but you know, it, we 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 do, and for them is something important. The value, the core value, uh, are incredible. You know, we've learned we learn so much working working with them and the energy is is incredible okay. um and you know yeah so that that's not it's not it's not a new it's not a new technology yeah. but the fact that what is new is that all together in one place yeah got it okay and is um do you think it's a it's the first of many are, are they planning on you know opening more of these i don't think they're in the world of having hairdressers if you mm. understand what I mean, because the yeah. salon is very much operated by hairdressers. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think is um, is going to be is going to be the case. Um, I haven't been told, but um, absolutely not in the UK. I don't think so. Yeah. And, but yeah. what they do is, um, I think, is um, which was um, something was quite important was uh, the B two B. Um, they have this um, uh, service that provide um, stock to businesses, um, registered businesses, not just um, whoever wants to buy, um, the very competitive uh, um, price. So, for example, if you're like of uh, a small little salon in Aberdeen that doesn't benefit from the, the great grace that L'Oreal, Wella or any other company could give you as informal discounts, you then could go to the Amazon business and purchase um, products with uh, a, a very good discount, having a, a nice invoice. But uh, you, can only, you can only register if you're a registered hairdresser or a registered business. While yeah. when you go to Sully's, and because we are unregulated industry, you go into Sully's, anybody could buy color and start to do um, mm. start to do services. Here is a little bit again, you know, doing this, they protecting the industry, they protect the, the the real industry, they protect the morality of the industry, and um, these kind of things have not been seen as being as being favorable because I think everybody wants to see the bad things about um, about Amazon, but instead. They have done a lot of good things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I'm intrigued to find out all about that more, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are too. One thing you just mentioned was you said your team get a very good wage. So are you? So they work for Amazon, do they? Amazon employs them and pays them a salary. Um, um, you know, we we are the business providers. So yeah. um, yeah. So it's um, you know, the the way things have to be uh, structured, mm. uh, structure on the on on the basis that we you know everybody has to be very well looked after. Everybody has to have a, a you know above industry uh, representations. So it's um it's a really it's a really good good place. You know, it's uh, I had to say. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and before we were recording, I, I asked you a question about, um, I said, you know, how much retail, what would the volume of sales be in a week? And, and you said to me, well, I don't actually know Anthony because they don't buy it in the salon. They have the QR code. And so they order the product on the phone via the QR code and it gets shipped to them straight from Amazon. And so where my head's going is, 
Well, what's in that for you? Like, what do you get from that? Because a lot of salon owners would be saying, you know, our services side of the business is not particularly profitable, but because we do 20% of our total sales and retail, you know, we're profitable because of the margin we make on the retail product. So I might've misunderstood it, but were you saying that the retail margin, you don't get any percentage of that? It's, it, is, this, am I correct is, in saying that? This is an Amazon salons. <laughs> I'm not going to get Amazon getting, it's an Amazon salons, you know, so it's not that I'm getting anything because, you know, it's, it's not my position to get anything out of that. Okay. Um, so, but, um, and that's the reason why, why I, I don't know. I'm sure when it's the same question asked me, um, you know, we, for example, um, we won the salons that when we sell, when we sell a Neville's, when we sell retails, we yeah. don't give commission or retail. The reason why we don't give commission retail, because for me is a end of service of customer care. And, you know, if you care for your clients to sell, I don't yeah. understand why I should give, you know, the commission. I don't, I don't give commission. I prefer paying my team a good wage yeah. above everything else, mm. but the selling products at the end of the service should become natural because you care about your clients. That yeah. is what it's, you know, selling products is not about money all the time, especially not anymore. It's about the service you provide to your clients. And also selfishly, it's also about the fact that you want the hair that you, that you color, that you done to look the best for the longer period as possible. So it's also there is a little bit of selfishness into it as well. Yeah, okay, and I, I totally respect that. I think that's good. And I think that if people do just sell product for the commission, then it's a completely wrong reason to be doing it. You know, you yes. need to be looking after your clients because you generally, you know, care about them and and profit or commission is a byproduct of doing that. Okay, so... Um, with, with, uh, I mean, I think everybody's aware, and I, I don't mean this in a derogatory way against L'Oreal in any shape or form, but I understand that L'Oreal are the professional partner in the salon in terms of colour and, and retail. Is that is that correct at the moment? At the moment, we have L'Oreal products in the salon. Yeah. Okay. And are they are they part of the partnership with with Amazon, or it just happens to be L'Oreal that are providing it at the moment? It's I I I think that just at the moment happen to be there. Right. Okay. Um, do you think that Amazon eventually want there? Because this is one of the one of the things that hairdressers were worried about with the misinformation that was going around at the beginning. Do you think that they want their own line of professional product? Amazon is that their their end game, or do you think that they want to be the distributors for all products? I think I think doing the B two B, I think that maybe they want to help our business to get the that products, the distribution products, um, to to everyone. I think that could be is you know could be the goal of what they're looking for. I don't think they want to get into the nitty gritty into hairdressing. I don't think they want to take the the place of uh, L'Oreal or anyone like this. You know that it's much uh, it's it's a much broader and bigger and bigger brand. Um, the B two B, I think, is something that they they care about absolutely and to be honest um uh, since i started using the b2b for, for for neville our prices is you know margin has gone much much higher mm. so you know there is there is a good it's 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 a really good price competitive price 
Yeah. Also, there's somebody was telling me, I'm not sure if it's true though, so don't quote me too much on this. They say that when the, um, there was the announcement on the 20th of April of um, Amazon opening a salon, uh, um, Sally's share prices went down nearly 10%. So it shows you where that is actually the heat is going to really happen in. It's not, it's not hairdressers, it's not uh, taking over um, what we do. They're not going to start cutting hair. We're not going to have robots. We're not going to have yeah, yeah. anything that was said before. You know, we're doing, we're doing hair. We have a team of highly skilled hairdressers. You know, we have two teachers that have been in the hairdressing for over 15 years. Um, mm. We have one guy, which is the youngest guy, this NVQ3, that's been a hairdresser for five years. And we have um, um, another another gentleman that's been a hairdresser for 15 years, and another Italian. You know, it's, we have old people that generally, apart from one boy, they've been into hairdressing for over 10 years and, and more. So the team is quite strong, is, um, is uh, multi-skilled because they need to do everything. It's a proper hairdressers, you know, like when, you know, yeah. do, do you remember when you, when you used to learn and used to do everything, you used to do color cutting, hair up, perm and everything that comes on with it and after mm. for some reason it's become unfashionable and you just did one thing and um you know you remember the time where blow dry wasn't cool and you shouldn't do blow dry and you should do you know just cutting i don't do blow dries or that kind of hairdresser. and now there mm. are people that of course they can't blow dry because they never learn how to blow dry and blow mm. dry is the easiest way to get a client yeah. so you know it's all these kind of things in 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 the amazon salon the hairdresser are able to do everything. Yeah. Any you, type of um, hair, anything. Good. Okay. Uh, now, I read somewhere uh, that at the moment it's only open for Amazon employees. Is, no. is that correct? So it is no. now open to the public, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Great. I, yeah, I thought yeah. I thought at the beginning it was only open for Amazon employees. It, it was open on the beta phase just for Amazon employee, but that finished right. and now it's open to the public. It's been open oh, to okay. the public since the 20th of May. Right. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Um, yeah. So what is it that like, I agree with what you said before about, and, and I know you said, don't quote me on that. I might be wrong, but it was interesting about the Sally's, you know, mm. share price because Sally's being a global distributor. I, I forget how many outlets they've got around the world, but if I, and again, I might be wrong. It's significantly more than 2000. So, you know, they are a distributor of professional product. And if you were a, someone who owns Sally's, you might be looking at Amazon and thinking, oh, my God, they are the masters, because that's what Amazon do and do brilliantly. They are the masters of distribution, of logistics, yeah. of shipping and handling. So, yeah. and this is me now adding two and two together and getting 10. I might be completely wrong. But you sort of look at it and you go, well, if I was a big manufacturer of hair products, um, I would look at Amazon as being a great logistics partner, that they would do all the shipping and handling and distribution of products. So therefore, you can focus on what your core business is, which is manufacturing and education and training of people and outsource the distribution side to the masters of it, which are, which are Amazon. Do you, do you think I'm barking up the wrong tree or do you think that maybe that that's sort of the way some people I, might look I, at it? I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. That could be that could be done. Um, I personally wasn't told anything particularly this way. Yeah. Um, so you know, as I say, I I don't know anything on a on a broader 
um, range of what Amazon intend to do on this kind of things. Also, because um, I'm trying to concentrate on what we do, we do in the salon and how to make things the best as possible. But um, I know that as uh, as far as we concern as an industry, they are not there to injure the hairdressers or hairdressing salons. Yeah, so that okay. is I know 100%. Um, you know, of course, there is going to be a kind of a game behind it, but um, I, I really don't. Um, I really don't know what um, what that is. Yeah, uh, I'm always intrigued by. I mean, again, it's what Amazon do brilliantly is data and understanding behavior of of consumers and stuff, and and that based on all that data that they get, uh, they you know, it, it makes them a stronger, more efficient, more productive company. But to be really honest with you, I'm not quite sure what the data is that that they that they're getting. You know, how often a client comes to your salon, how often they wash their hair, like, you know, like what I, I, I fail to see, and this is me, I sort of fail to see the value in a lot of that data. But I'm the first one to say that's me. I must be being fairly naive about that. What, what, what are your thoughts about what is you know, the value in the data for them? But maybe it's what uh, they spend your on the salon that, uh, you know, I think we're going back to, in all this, we're all going back to the B2B kind of services. Mm. What's, you know, what the cost of the salons, what we spend, what we're doing, how, how it's run. So, because I don't think um, the main, as I said to you before, the main goal is not the hairdresser. It's not, it's, they sell products. So anything to do with, uh, with products, it's what they are interested on. Um they're not, I don't think, you know, they're not interested in a hairdressing. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's talk about the technology because I'm always intrigued by technology. So the virtual reality, the augmented reality, all that sort of stuff. Um, you are someone who is, you're a very charming woman. So if you, and I know you're not a hairdresser. I think I said that to the audience before that you weren't a hairdresser and that you're actually, uh, that you have a degree in psychology, which I think is amazing. And the the challenge I have, and I always, I, I try and sort of always remind myself that I am not the client. Okay. And because I think you have to be objective about it. And if I go into a hairdressing salon, I want someone who's charming. I want I want someone to look at me, to make eye contact, to have conversation, uh, to have good product knowledge, to be able to ask me the right questions, and to to build that connection, that one-to-one relationship. And, you know, over the years when I sometimes, because I go into lots of different salons as a client, and sometimes people come up to me with a clipboard and they want me to fill out a consultation form or they'll come up to me with an iPad and, you know, they'll ask me to fill out the questions on the iPad. And it just annoys me because I want to talk to you. I want to talk to that charming professional hairdresser who can smile, who can laugh, who can ask me the right questions, who can, who knows when to push a little bit and when to pull back a little bit and all that sort of stuff. So I, I often look at the technology and I go, wow, isn't it amazing? But as a consumer, I actually don't, don't want it. So, but that's just me. I'm the first one to say it's just me. So what are your thoughts about that in terms of in the salon situation? How do you find that both clients and hairdressers engage with the technology and, and is the relationship affected negatively because of that? Yeah, I, I, actually, I do believe this is exactly the opposite. I think technology um, is a point of discussion for somebody that could be a little bit shy of 
a client that will be a little bit shy on describing what they want. It's, um, it's um, it, you know, like in everything, it depends how you use it. If you if you use it with a convention convince convention and with um, with feelings and you and you make that part of your bigger picture of delivering the clients the best kind of uh, of experience that you could do, it can actually uh, emphasize and make the experience much more enjoyable. Um, for example, the classical things. Now we have these fire tablets with all the magazines coming through it. And, you know, the simple fact that we can have up-to-date magazines all the time. Um, we don't have, you know, sometimes you go to salon, you find an old magazine on a old, old magazine that you keep mm-hmm. looking through. You know, you don't have that problem. Everything is absolutely new, sparkly, and you can read anything you, you want to read. Um, you know, the augmented reality, which can make you try different things. You know, we had a, we had this lovely lady um, uh, just yesterday, actually. She came into the salon. She just wanted to have a look around. She wanted to have a chat. Um, the lady must have been, I don't know, early 70s. Um, so she came in. She was really, really sweet. And she had long, um, blonde, highlighted hair. And um, she wanted to know about the argumented reality. We sat there. We spoke about it. And she ended up having a hair pale pink. You know, she wanted to stay. We accommodated to stay. She changed her color completely. She loved it. And today I've just been told that one of the girls received a beautiful bunch of flowers because it makes her feel so much better and she needed wow. to have the little, okay. the little change. So, you know, sometimes this, um, this kind of gimmicks that you, you can have can actually make things a little bit easier, a little bit more fun. And mm. what, you know, at the end of the day, I always believe to me, going to work is like going to go out and play. To me, it's uh, going to work is this kind of this kind of feeling that I need to enjoy. I want to enjoy because you know it's never as as you know better than me. You know, it's never the destination, but it's always the process. The enjoying the moment, enjoying every day. You know, and going to work and being able to make a lady so happy that she has to send flowers to to say thank you. It's um, you know, it's 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 a lovely moment. And this, if it wasn't for this argumented reality, there, we wouldn't have done it. She wouldn't mm. have done it. Mm. So, okay. so it created you know, a talking point. It created a new experience. It, yes, but also, yeah. you know, for for retail, you know, I'm the classical person. I, you know, I have my head done because I'm going somewhere. If I'm doing something, so normally what I would do, I would go home, I get changed, I go to the salon. I have my hair done. And um, and then if I had to buy something, I don't want to carry it with me, so I don't buy. In this mm. way, the, the clients comes in, scan the QR code, get sent home, they have their products, everybody's happy, and you, you know, you you feel comfortable on on um, advising clients to buy in products because you know they could it's easy for them, it, it, it's not gonna be a problem. Um, because they could do it easily and 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 go and keep going forever where, where they want to go. So it's um yeah, I think I think is I think it's an amazing I think it's an amazing experience, an amazing concept to to have all these things into one into one salon. But my favorite, it's I need to tell you which one is my favorite, is point and learn. Yeah, I love so I was it. I was gonna ask you about that. So talk to us about it. I absolutely love it. I spend my day pointing to products. And um, basically, we have this kind of hero shelves where we have um, a seven, eight, eight hero products 
and uh, you just point to the products and on the big TV screen comes out uh, what the product is for. Um, well, you, you point with your finger. You point yeah. with your finger to a product. Mm-hmm. And yes. on the screen, it comes out as to what it's for. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And it's, you know, for somebody shy, yeah. um, you know, sometimes people don't want to ask things and just want to come in and see things, see products. They can just point it out and see what is there. And it's it's incredible. You know, it's, um, I, I personally, is my is my hero piece of technology. Okay. But, um, you know, it's it's great. Um, and they're all, they're all things that which, they make things easy. They don't think. They don't make things difficult. They make the customer journey, the customer mm. experience, much more smoother, and and give us much more um, time to speak to the clients. Mm. They give us the opportunity to create it to create a connection, and and that is what we are all about. Hairdresser are here to make a connection mm. with our clients. You know, we so, need to care. Yeah. In your other salon, in Neville, what have you learned from the Amazon salon that you will integrate into Neville? So, for example, you talked about the Amazon Fire tablets. It's got all the magazines on. Have you got something like that in Neville now, or will you put something like that in? I mean, Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The magazine is something that is really cool. Of course, we will will introduce some of the technology or some of the things into into Neville Neville for sure. um, also because, as I say to you, I think it's a great service for my clients. And um, as a company like Amazon, that the customer is the only real goal, um, made me to revalue absolutely everything everything in Neville, everything we do. Even the simple fact that how we're looking at our team. You know, I always been a team person. You know, I never believed, I don't like hierarchy because, you know, for me, the most important person in the salon are my cleaner and my junior, my assistants, because mm. without them, you can have 25 clients that's charged at 300 pounds a haircut, but without them, mm. you won't be able to do your job. So I always, you know, it's always very important to value each, each job for what they really are worth uh, to you as a, as a business. And for us, you know, it's very, very important to, to understand that a team work together, the foundation are put together and everybody has the same, the same value. You know, you know, if you, if you build in a house, you, every single brick in that house has an immense value. So mm-hmm. and for for me is always how Neville is always is how Neville has always been, but um, now being with um, you know with Amazon, I, I I've realized that that concept that we always had can be emphasized a million times more because it's always been it's it's the only way forward. Um, and as I say, while before we were maybe looking at the product company and going down to the product company, now we're going from our clients upwards. And um, and that ends the reason why we, you know, now and never we start to introduce henna colors, which you never do. We find a new way to to create um, uh, this this color with a completely new technique. We mm. um, we introduce this brand of um, of treatments, uh, which it comes from Brazil. Now I don't know if you know, but Brazil is the only country in the world that's got hairdressing salon that just do treatments, hair treatments. Yes. They don't do anything else. So mm. um, I found these brands which I can create 23 different hair treatments and create a treatment journey. One thing they understood uh, coming out of the pandemic is that health 
is the new luxury, is the new beauty. So anything that makes you look healthy, like you do um, a health regime for your food or for your or for your physical activity, we need to have the same journey and the same type of attention to your hair. But doing so, you had to sit down as a salon owner, really see what things going out there, try to work out the best things that could give your clients the results that they wish to have, or maybe they don't know they, they want yet, but they will mm. want in few in few months' time. You really need to start to become much more open to whatever happens around the world. Take all the information and customize anything you need for the goal of making your clients happy. Yeah, that's a that's a really good bit of wisdom at the end of that. Uh, well, not just at the end of it, at the beginning of it as well, <laughs> that, that little summary there. Um, I keep reflecting back on that thing you threw in and you mentioned it again about the lesson of working with Amazon is that it made you learn to think backwards to how you'd traditionally thought and to start with the client and work backwards from that. There is a lot of, there's a lot in there. I need to really reflect on that because I think that's very, very interesting. Um Okay, so uh, just in terms of technology and data, the traditional, you know, technology hub in a salon has basically been the point of sale computer system. Do you use a, a point of sale computer system at the front desk? Is it is it something that you've developed with Amazon, or do you use an existing brand, or how does that how does that work? We we do we do use a computer we do use a computer system um, yeah. and um, yes we at the moment um, we of course because we need to have a, a, a online book well we don't have online booking because I didn't want to have online booking this is me mm. going back a little bit um, mm. uh, the reason why we have a phone booking and not online booking is because because it's such a an incredible technological company i wanted to have a little bit of a one-to-one human interaction um and also i think it's very important to um you know sometimes when people go online they just book themselves something and Mm. um one problem that we're going to have that we do have you know with patch tests and consultation and things i just want it i just want something um, more um, more approachable. So I want the clients to come in to have a consultation with us using the augmented reality, have yeah. a conversation, give the human touch because we are a hairdresser and that's what we do. And I don't want to take that away from what we are doing and make yeah. it completely external or technological to the point that we're taking the essence of what we are away. What mm. we are is what we are inside us and we need to keep going for that. You know, I'm the biggest advocate for our um, uh, for for our industry, I do believe it two hundred percent, and mm. you know I I will always defend it and always protect it. And it's the reason why we made some choice of running our salons in a way, you know, the, sorry, the Amazon salon in a way that it's um it's very much human, it's very much human led. Mm. You know, very much like every every other other salons, we have yeah. all this technology that. Uh, that makes the customer journey much more enjoyable mm. and much more fun and create a point of, of talking that gets your clients because of curiosity, they come out from, from the sofa into our chair um, mm. much more in much easier way uh, because people are curious. They want to come and see, they want to try a, a treatment. They will like us because they like us. They come mm. back. And that it's something that we need to, you know, the hairdresser 
are busy because they're good hairdressers. Mm. Have you had and, many hairdressers as clients? Uh, probably. Yeah, but they haven't told you. Yeah, they haven't told me. <laughs> I do have a lot of hairdressers coming and and um, yeah. and looking from outside, which we we invite them in to see inside yeah. because I think it's important they come yeah. in and see. Um, yeah, I'm sure we we had uh, we had quite a few, but um, they didn't tell us. Yeah. Okay. And just going back to the the point of sale computer system, uh, you don't have to tell me what brand it is or anything, but I, I'm, it's not a it's not some Amazon new bespoke bit of technology. You're just using a point of sale system, like everybody else's. Is that correct? Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Ish. So so ish. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so Amazon are not that interested in that side of it. I'm assuming. Then they're not that interested in the productivity of the stylist with their revenue per hour that they're producing and what you know percentage of their appointments are taken up. They're not that interested in that sort of data. Well, interesting or not interested, the guys are fully booked. Are on ninety-seven percent of occupancy. So you know wow. there is not there is not much of you know the guys are busy. So yeah, okay. Tell me about the advantages of not carrying inventory. You know the, the amount of stock that sits in your shelves all the time that you don't sell, you don't shift. I think um, it's very difficult now with this online world not to find each product that is cheaper or more convenient online from whatever brands. It doesn't have to be Amazon, but you know you go to Feel Uniques and all the other ones. You find products there um, that that very competitive prices. So. You know, unless you have a brand that you cannot buy online, mm. I don't think there is a point of even stocking it. But this is my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's interesting, though, and that sort of goes back to what I was talking about before, that a lot of the smaller brands, they are partnering with Amazon, particularly in the US more, because they see that as a marriage made in heaven. That you're a small brand, and if you want to get a distribution network and a logistics and supply chain set up, that you can put it on Amazon, and they just look after it. And uh, so you can see for a lot of the small brands that are the sort of bespoke brands that you want, that actually for them to grow, the smart thing to do is probably to get on Amazon. Would you would you agree? Yeah, with that or not? no, yeah. absolutely. For some brands, that's the way that they want to do things. But trust yeah. me, we have some brands that we sell in the salon. They're not thinking that way. Yeah. So it's just the research you need to do to yeah. be able to see what type of salon you have, what type of clients you have, uh, what kind of market you are referring to, and then choose the brands that be able to help you out to go forward in different things. You know, mm. the affiliate. You know, the affiliate with Amazon gives you a kickback. Um, yeah. Depends where you so you know you still earning money without stock, without holding any stock, but mm. you know in 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 many ways what worries me now could be that uh, now now you have Amazon doing something like this where you have an affiliate and things, but Amazon is not interested in your clients' database because they already have the clients' database because the clients has to have an Amazon account to buy or purchase any products from you. So it's mm. not that you give them anything else; they already they're already there. They've already mm. been purchasing before. But I'm sure in, in the next few months of things, you will have major brands coming out and offering more or less the same service where you are going to give people that do not own your customer data selling directly to your consumer. And then yeah. it's a problem. 
Mm. Yeah, more so, and more of them are already doing that. There are more and more okay, salon but, uh, companies yeah. are already doing that. So yeah. somebody that always done B2B, mm. all of a sudden want to go to B2C. Mm. Amazon has always been B2C. Mm. Um, so it's one thing so to give in to, you know, if I have to, if I have, if I had to give my, my clients the choice of buying directly from a major product brand and give this major product brand, my clients data, mm. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I that's my that. opinion yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. because it's because then, then you know how data manipulation could be easily for people that searching for the clients mm. um uh, thing so i i would be, i would be scared yeah okay but maybe maybe i'm just ignorant and i don't understand it you know but um no 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 i, I, I understand what you're saying uncomfortable. I, I, yeah i think for everybody there's lots of there's lots of questions and some of them you have answers to some of them you don't you know, and you, there's always a degree of trust. And well, what will that look like in the future? You know, how will that how will that work? But um, there's another bit of technology that Amazon use, which I which I think is really cool, and it is the just walk out technology that they use in uh, some of their stores. Amazon Fresh. Yes, yeah. Do, do they do that in the UK yet? I know they started yeah. it in the US, but it's yeah. in the, I didn't realize it was anywhere in the UK. I knew it was going to be, but I didn't know if it yeah. was. Do you have? That technology in the salon yet? Would you like no. it in the salon? Would would, would that be something I, you think would be a good I, idea? I would love that in Neville's. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, yeah. I would love that in Neville's. You come in and you just pick up and you and you go straight into your into your credit card. Um, yeah. I, I think it. I think it's a good is a good thing. But to do that, you need to hold stock. And I don't. Want, I'm not the kind of person of likes holding stock. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so for me, it wouldn't wouldn't work. It wouldn't be the kind of thing. The idea of, of going to uh, one of the stores, and you know, sometimes you had to, you know, you, you go you go there, you you pick up something, and you leave, and you're feeling like, oh, okay, now they're going to stop me because I just left it. I left just left the shop, and I haven't paid. You know, there is still kind of this mentality that it's yeah. um, it's a little bit. But it's an amazing, it's an, again, it's an amazing thing. So if you don't have any time, you pick up your stuff, you go there, you pick up, you leave, it's in, it's in your car, you're done. You don't have to do the, the, the cure, the checkout. You don't have to, you know, customer experience. The customer is at the center of that experience. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. They try to find a way to kind of make your life easier in many ways. Um, you know, you, you can't, you can't say anything about that, especially if you're somebody that's got, 20 minutes lunch break and need to go mm. and just pick something up and come out. Or if you're one of the mother and you got your children crying in the car and you just want to pick up something, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it, it makes things, you know, honestly makes things easier for, mm. for a life, you know, for everyday's life. Yeah. Has, has there been any unexpected benefits, you know, for your team being involved with the Amazon, you know, salon in terms of the, I don't know, the experience that they have as hairdressers. I mean, I know you mentioned before about that they work for Amazon and they get, you know, health insurance, et cetera. But has there been any other sort of unexpected benefits or unexpected client experience or just anything that uh, that they would um, say, oh, my God, I weren't anticipating this and it's been incredible? Um, and the fact that their skill are, they're challenged. The skills are challenged every day with different yeah. things all the time. You know, is um, they every single day is not normally when you go to to a hairdresser. When you're a hairdresser, you come to work, and ninety nine percent of the time we tend to do the same things every day. 
you know, you know, it's a haircut, it's a, it's a blow dry, it's a color, it's more or less the same things. That every day there is something new, something more exciting to do, and everybody is excited for the person that done something really, something really, um, you know, different. So it's um, it, it's an exciting place to be, and I and I would tell you the energy of the of, of the people that come to work or the team, it's um, it, it, it's really strong. They they want to be there. They want you to be there from the beginning. They actually didn't know where they were going to work because when they really? accept. Wow. When they accept where they were working, they didn't know they were working on Amazon salons. Mm. They, um, they they just trust me that they were working on something that was new and exciting. So, right. So it wasn't your existing team at Neville no. that transferred no. over. It was a whole new one team. Person. One person. One person. Okay. One person. So, what were you looking for? You know, when you employed this select band of people, what what was it that you were looking for? First of all, first of all, was um, qualifications. Mm-hmm. They had to have the right qualification because I do believe in qualification. I'm a mom, so I'm obsessed with having mm-hmm. the right uh, the right qualifications. So um, I wanted to see that, and I wanted to make sure that I have the standards were to a certain level. And then the second thing for me is very important is personality. Um, I want them to have the right attitude to uh, to work to new experience. Um, uh, their ability of coping with uh, anything that's been thrown at them, and um, and and skills comes a little bit on um, on on the third point because I do believe the skills. If you're happy, and if you are eager to come to work, your skill will improve constantly as it is every day. Also, mm-hmm. I do not believe that there is a good hairdresser and a bad hairdresser. I do believe that there is the right hairdresser for the right clients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you could bring, okay, I have one of the guys that work with me, which literally does 27 clients a day. Okay. Super, wow. super, super, super busy, okay. an incredible yeah, so, guy. I'm mm-hmm. sure if I move him to shortage, it won't be as busy. But it's mm. not because he's not as good or is not. It's just because the clientele that he has, the way he's been set up is completely different into different place or town. And I also do believe that uh, hair goes very much by postcode. Um, you know, there is a trend each type of, in, in, in little different area and little different pockets of our, of, um, of um, our town, you know, we do have micro trends micro things that people how people likes doing things so when uh, when you have uh, other salons you know entering your 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 little area and and thinking they're going to take it over you know they need to they, they really need to know how how the the area is is set up and how what the clients really want and is one things knowing it has I discovered personally in with um, uh, the Spitalfield Salon, and is one thing is actually realizing every day and changing and moving, and you know you need to adapt fast, and your mm. team need to adapt fast, and if your team doesn't adapt, unfortunately, we need to swap and change the team until we find the right people that be able yeah. to understand the ecosystem where they are located, and mm. it's all about understanding of what is around you. Mm. Well, I think it will be amazing for everybody, for the industry at every level, whether you're a manufacturer, whether you're a distributor, whether you're a client, you know, whether you're a hairdresser, whether you're a salon owner, it's an interesting 
I mean, it was often referred to in the in the media as some sort of experiment, you know. And it'll be interesting to see how it impacts on the industry because it is going to impact on the industry in all sorts of different ways. So I'm intrigued, and you know, I I just want to say thank you ever so much for, you know, for coming on the podcast and talking so openly and uh, and honestly about it. I really appreciate your your insights into it, um, and you know, because it stops the misinformation. At least it gives people some clarity. Okay, I've heard it from the, I shouldn't call you the horse's mouth, but I've heard <laughs> it from the source, you know. And, uh, yeah, so on on that note, do you have any final words for our audience who are predominantly salon owners as to, you know, what the Amazon salon and changing technology and just change in general what it means and, and how they should embrace it and how they should be receptive to it. I think, first of all, every single salon should start from the clients first. Um, they should use, you will see that technology is going to be in certain salons um, in different in different ways. Um, somebody would just have the a fire tablet, somebody will have the, um, the the smart shells where you could buy with the QR code, somebody will have the augmented reality. But I think we're all going to be moving into that into into that direction. And one thing is very important, I would tell them to check the B2B because it's a good price. And um, you know it's um I, I think it's also helping the industry in, in many in many ways. So it's 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 a it's a lovely salon. If anybody wants to come and visit, it's very welcome. It's mm. um it's very much um, operated by people that love what they do. They have passions. They're mm. highly skilled, and um you know it's a it's it's a place of inspiration, more of competition, mm. um and how to move things, how to reinvent ourselves. Yeah. And um as I say, we needed to have a tech company to teach us how to how to go forward. Because whatever we had wasn't able to give us the, the the information or the idea or the push that we needed. Okay. So, well, next time I'm up in London, I'm going to be um, knocking on your door, and I will look forward to uh, to to seeing it and pointing at those products. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that I'm, amazing. Desperate. <laughs> I'm desperate to come in and do that. So, yeah, okay, um, whereabouts can people connect with you or the Amazon Salon on social media? Is there a specific website or you know um, Instagram? You know, page? there is um, there is Amazon Salon uh, UK on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, myself is Elena Lavagni on on Instagram, and um, yeah, any any emails that people want to send is through the Amazon salons. We we check them regularly, as you as you can imagine. We have one hour, twenty four hours answers back mm. to our our emails. Um, it's um it's an exciting it's an exciting place, and I wish uh, people could that are really curious or want to have some information about it could contact me with no problems. I, I I do feel as 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 protective as I am for my industry, as much as I love it, I um, think I'm speaking for every single one that I wouldn't do anything that would damage it. Um, mm. We need to take this one as a, as a step up, as the way to move into a new direction, but not taking this on um, unclassified importance of uh, human contact that the hairdressers do have 
during the service. Salons are powerful. We need to bring the power back into the salon. We need to make it value. We need to value our employees. We need to value the way we're going forward. And somehow I feel that everybody's going a little bit. Now we have, we have a businesses that rent in the chair for hours. Mm. or renting chairs. This is not salons. You know, it's, this is not how we operate. This is not how we keep the hub and real. This is a real, actually, what people should be worried about, not the Amazon salons. If people that actually do rent a chair hourly in, a, in an environment like the UK, which has never happened before, you know, mm. the US is completely different, but in the UK is like diluting the essence of salons. Mm. So, you know, that is what we should be worried about. Not, not the Amazon Salon. Amazon Salon, it's, a, it's an inspiration, something mm. to help us to move forward in the right direction. Right. Well, uh, thank you for that. On, uh, on that note, we need to start wrapping up. I'll put those links into the show notes on my website, growmysalonbusiness.com, uh, for today's podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast with Eleanor Lavagny, I hope I've said that correctly that time, uh, and have enjoyed it, then please do me a favor and take a screenshot on your phone. Don't forget to share it to your Instagram stories. Um, and uh, and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any of these amazing guests that we are able to feature. So to wrap up, Alana, thank you ever so much for giving up your time today and being, you know, such a, a willing participant on the Grow My Salon Business podcast. Thank you so much, Anthony. It's a pleasure being here today. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.